Welcome to another episode of the Daily Stoic Podcast. On Thursdays, we do double duty, not just reading our daily meditation, but also reading a passage from the book, The Daily Stoic, 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living, which I wrote with my wonderful co-author and collaborator, Stephen Hanselman. And so today, we'll give you a quick meditation from one of the Stoics, from Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, then some analysis from me, and then we send you out into the world to do your best to turn these words into works. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time, only save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. That's dell.com slash deals. Freedom is an opportunity for this. You'd think that the more powerful you are, the more freedom you'd have. The more money and success you have, the more you can do. You'd think that being a millionaire or being a celebrity or being the CEO would finally unshackle you from all the obnoxious and annoying constraints of being a regular person. How wrong this is. How wrong this has always been. Seneca once wrote that people of humble station have more leeway when it comes to using force, bringing suits, rushing into quarrels, and indulging their anger. For a king, even raising his voice to use intemperate language is at odds with his majesty. This was an idea that Antoninus understood intuitively. He would tell his wife shortly after becoming emperor, now that we have gained an empire, we have lost even what we had before. Ernest Renan, writing about Marcus, put it most plainly, the sovereign is the least free of all men. It's not that anyone can tell the king what to do or what not to do. No one would argue that. History is filled with examples of rulers who used their power to do whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, however they wanted to do it. But the rulers who didn't do that, great rulers, kind and just rulers, they are rarer. What they have in common is the understanding that they are the only ones who can tell themselves not to do things they could probably get away with. They had that kind of uniquely paradoxical freedom to enjoin themselves, one they liberally took advantage of. It was Eisenhower who said that freedom is really better described as the opportunity for self-discipline. And you, you are lucky enough to live in a time of plenty that would have been unfathomable to history's all-powerful kings a time when nearly everything a person might want to do, they can, because there is no master standing over you. You are not an all-powerful sovereign, surely. You have also never been more free. So now what? What will you do with this opportunity? What will you do with your freedom? Who will you make yourself become? A strong soul is better than good luck. And I'm reading to you today from the Daily Stoic, 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living by yours truly, and my co-author and translator, Stephen Hanselman. You can get signed copies, by the way, in the Daily Stoic store, over a million copies of the Daily Stoic in print now. It's been just such a lovely experience to watch it spend more than 250 weeks, consecutive weeks on the bestseller list. It's just an awesome experience, but hope you check it out. We have a premium leather edition at store.dailystoic.com as well. But let's get on with today's reading. Here we are, September 1st, 
And uh, I can't believe, man, it does not feel like September. Uh, less than a month until Discipline is Destiny is out. You can pre-order it now at dailystoic.com slash pre-order. I hope you check it out. But man, time flies. And I don't know about you, but the pandemic feels like it is just continues to just mess with my sense of where things are. It feels like it was just January or February. I was putting the finishing touches on the book. But here I am reading today's September 1st entry from the Daily Stoic. The rational soul is stronger than any kind of fortune, Seneca writes in Moral Letters 98. From its own chair, it guides its affairs here or there and is itself the cause of a happy or miserable life. Cato the Younger had enough money to dress in fine clothing, yet he often walked around Rome barefoot, indifferent to assumptions people made about him as he passed. He could have indulged in the finest food. He chose instead to eat simple fare. Whether it was raining or intensely hot, he went bareheaded by choice. Why not indulge in some easy relief? Because Cato was training his soul to be strong and resilient. Specifically, he was learning indifference, an attitude of let come what may, that would serve him well in the trenches with the army in the forum in the Senate and in his life as a father and a statesman. His training prepared him for any conditions, any kind of luck. And if we undergo our own training and preparations, we might find ourselves similarly strengthened. Right? The Stoics undergo a hard winter training, to borrow Epictetus's phrase. And the point of that training whether it's the physical training that Cato is doing, whether it's dressing awkwardly in your worst clothes, as Seneca was talking about, you're trying to cultivate an inner citadel, a strength, a fortitude, a sense of preparedness so that you can, as Epictetus would later say, meet whatever situation happens and go, ah, this is what I've trained for. I got this. I know I'm capable of withstanding this. We've talked a lot about physical training here and that practice for me, the working out, the, the getting up off the couch when I don't want to, jumping in the cold water when I don't want to, lifting the weights when I don't want to, running a little bit further when I'd rather be home, taking the longer way on the run than the shorter way, trying to speed up a little bit, trying to get up the hill faster, whatever it is. This is creating, cultivating that strength so that when things are difficult, you got it. You, you've trained for that. But it's not, of course, not just the physical training. I think about this when I think about the pandemic. I was talking about how it's messed with my sense of time. But the good part about it is that it has, I think, made me stronger as a person. Obviously, I've been through adversity in my life, but it was it's one of those truly historic events, those big things that you're like, I was there, right? With this Great Depression, or I was in New York on 9-11 or whatever, where my philosophical training and my... Maturity as a human, I was like, this is a, this is going to be training for whatever else happens in life, right? And also, this is why, this is precisely what I've studied history for, what I studied stoicism for, what my wife and I have worked on together, what I've worked on in therapy, what I've worked on every place in my life. It was for something like this, and also the sense that this itself would be training for future adversity and difficulty. There's a Frederick Douglass quote, maybe it's not totally accurate. Some people doubt that he said it. He says, it's easier to create strong children than repair broken men. And I think that's what Seneca is saying here about adversity. And you think of the adversity that Seneca goes through in his life, his tuberculosis young, he has to spend 10 years in convalescence as a child in, um, in Egypt of all places. I talk about this in Lives of the Stoics. If you don't know Seneca's life story, it's pretty incredible. 
Uh, on the way back, his uh, uncle is killed in a shipwreck. Seneca makes his legal debut, he's going places, and then he's exiled on these trumped up charges. He loses a child. He's called back, but he's called back. He's in Nero's court. Uh, obviously, things are difficult working for Nero. You know, it's one thing after another for Seneca up until the end when he's forced to, you know, die at, by his own hand at, at, at Nero's demand. But Seneca had trained for this. Even uh, Tacitus, who's not a fan of Seneca's, goes like, it's very clear that in that difficult moment, it was something he'd thought about, worked on, prepared for. That's who you want to be. You want to be strong. You want to be able to bear what comes. And it might be physical training, like running for a marathon. It might be something like, hey, I cranked the shower cold. Or it's the reading you're doing, the conversations you're having, the community that you're building, the relationships that you're building, the, the exercises you're walking through in your mind. All of this is true training you, preparing you, putting yourself in a position so you can succeed whatever happens, so you can be strong enough in that moment and not need to be repaired afterwards. That's what we're doing here. That's to me kind of the mission of Daily Stoic. It's the preparation my own philosophical practice is about. And it served me well the last couple of years. I hope it served you well. And I hope the training and work you're doing now sets you up to be served well in the future. Enjoy. Talk soon. As I write in my new book, Discipline is Destiny, all true greatness is rooted in the ability to keep your ass in line, the ability to work hard, to persevere through difficulty, to train and to practice, to know your limits, to focus, to find balance, to practice good habits, to avoid what should be avoided. And self-discipline is that ground from which great things, mastery, happiness, a good life grow. If you wish to make the most of the opportunities freedom has given you, you're gonna need it. That's the aim of the new book, I have right here. Discipline is Destiny, The Power of Self-Control. It's available everywhere on September 27th. I'd love for you to pre-order wherever you pre-order books, but you can also pre-order at dailystoic.com slash pre-order. We've got a million awesome bonuses. I'll sign your copy. Uh, we can do some bonus chapters. If you do bulk orders for your team, you can even get signed manuscript pages from the drafts I created as I was writing the book. The Stoics believe we're all born to fulfill a great destiny, and discipline is how you do it. That's what this book is about. It's the second in my Four Virtues series. I can't wait for you to read it. And uh, grab the pre-order bonuses, dailystoic.com slash pre-order. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to The Daily Stoic early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, 
their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. From Wondery, this is Black History for Real. I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Conscious Lee. What do most (laughs) people think about when they hear the words Black History? Rosa Parks, Reconstruction, MLK, February, Black History Exactly, exactly. There are so many stories of Black History that we just are not really talking about or thinking about, especially outside of February. And we are about to flip the script on all of that. Because on this show, you're going to hear a little less... In August 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And a little bit more. She is a heroine to some, as a fighter for black rights. She is a villain to others. Follow Black History for Real on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen everywhere on February 5th, or you can listen early and ad-free on Wondery Plus starting January 29th. Join Wondery Plus on the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Black History.